Hey there, welcome to the Courage Cast. My name is Andrea Crisp, and this is episode number 27. Have you ever wondered how you can marry your passions with your business? Well, if you've ever wanted to create a socially conscious business, then you're definitely going to want to tune into this episode. Business strategist Carrie Shepard shares how she has been able to create the freedom she's always wanted, all while finding amazing ways to give back. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week, we'll share real stories of influential women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, Andrea Crisp, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. I get really excited every time we're going to start a brand new challenge. And beginning on Monday, February 5th, we are starting a five-day free challenge to live wholeheartedly. Now, you, my friend, were created for a purpose and carry greatness within you. So I want to ask you, what's stopping you from showing up and owning your potential? Now, if you're ready to walk in the confidence of who you're truly meant to be, then I want to invite you to join me for this five-day challenge. And you can do so by signing up at andreacrisp.ca forward slash challenge. And when you do, your name is going to be entered to receive a special gift from the giving keys that I will be giving away during the challenge. So get signed up right away and I can't wait to see you on the Wholehearted Challenge. Let me tell you, the woman we have on the Courage Cast today is one of those people who will light a fire underneath you in a hot minute. As a business strategist, podcast host, and philanthropist, she helps mission-driven entrepreneurs build a profitable online business so they can be more, do more, and give more beyond their business. With over 15 years experience, she has mentored hundreds of people, helping them to become top performers in their industry. She hails from Austin, Texas, loves Mexican and chocolate, a woman after my own heart, and takes pride in everything she does. And I am thrilled to introduce you to Carrie Shepard. Carrie, I am so glad to have you on the Courage Cast today. And I am excited to hear about everything that is happening in your life and how your business is going and your trip to Nepal that you just had. So thank you so much for being on the Courage Cast today. Well, thank you. I'm really excited to be here and to share with your audience. And I think we probably now, I'm not sure, it's probably over a year, maybe even a year and a half ago that we met. We were both in a course together and we kind of met online and connected and so i've been able to follow your journey all the way along and see how you're doing business and you're kind of like someone i look up to so it's kind of cool to actually have you here on my podcast oh well thank you so much it's definitely an honor i love i love being on podcasts it's definitely something that i've been looking forward to today and uh, it's you know, it's fun to, to connect with other like-minded women online for sure. Amen. Well, why don't you tell us, um, what exactly do you do? What's your passion? Who do you serve? Awesome. So official title is business and sales strategist for entrepreneurs. Um, unofficially I help my clients create profitable businesses, basically businesses that, create the kind of income that allows them to have freedom. That's a huge value of mine. And just like we were talking about before we got on today, you know, it's like, we are not starting businesses to create another job for ourselves. 
So I'm all about, you know, helping my clients create simple strategies. You know, I'm really big about sales funnels, you know, really working at how can we systematize as much as possible so that they can stay in their zone of genius. So a lot of my clients are coaches. So how can they, you know, be doing what it is they do best, you know, whether that's coaching their clients, leading groups, getting on live video, doing podcasts, sharing their message. So, um, you know, really kind of taking uh, my clients anywhere from a startup to, you know, a place where maybe they're ready to scale up. Um, because, you know, as we evolve in our businesses, we have to kind of do different things. And so that's where the strategy comes in. And that's super fun for me to be creative with my clients and to figure out, you know, what really lights them up. And really, I do a lot of work with my clients and giving them the courage and the confidence to be able to get out there. Um, live video is a huge part of my business, um, something that I really help my clients to get that courage to get on because sometimes that's a little scary for them. Um, but I think it's a great way to be able to share your message. And then just recently, I myself also got into podcasting. And I think this is an amazing way as well. And so um, just, you know, really figuring out what is the, you know, what are the tools and the techniques and the strategies that are going to help my clients build their business as quickly as possible to be able to impact the amount of people that they want. And, you know, for me, it really is about the freedom, but it's also about giving back. Like I have a huge heart for giving back and the clients that I work with also have that. So they're not only, you know, not only do they want to have a great life and, you know, provide for their families and, you know, have nice things, but they also want to be able to give back both with their time and their finances. So that's a big part that we always layer into our strategy is um, creating some sort of a give goal and really finding that charity or that cause that speaks to their heart. Because to me, that gives you more fuel. You know, I'm, it's not just about me going out and making money. Um, it's also about the more money I make, the bigger impact that I can make. And it's actually, you know, tangible with my giving and with my time. Because, you know, when I had my previous business, we had um, 12 retail stores in Houston and I didn't have as much time. You know, I didn't have the amount of time that I have now to be able to give back and, you know, to get involved in my community and my church. And like you said and mentioned, you know, I just went on a mission trip for 11 days and I was able to do that and my business was still running. And, you know, that's exactly what my clients want to do as well. I, I love that. I love how you have found a way to be able to encourage that generosity and that spirit of generosity within your own business, but also for your clients and helping them figure out how they do that. And I just met actually with a group of women, we're talking about having like socially conscious businesses, but also being able to really also find a way to give to charities or give to organizations or um, be in the community and not mm -hmm. just be about our business. And so yep. I love that you have that spin on yours, which really sets you apart because, and I think you say um, big hearted business is how you put it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Big heart business. Big hearted mm -hmm. business. Yeah. And, and so I love that because I really, you truly do. I feel like you are a big hearted person no matter Aww. what. So that probably totally yeah. shines through in your business as well. Now, can I ask you, how did you actually get into becoming an entrepreneur and starting your own business? Sure. So uh, my dad started his own business when I was in about the fifth grade. So pretty much for, for most of my life, my dad 
had different businesses and was an entrepreneur. And I really saw the amount of freedom that it gave him both financially and with time. And um, so I got that kind of entrepreneurial bug at a young age and basically long story short, I'll, I'll condense it for you. Um, you know, really after college, I knew I wanted to start my own business, but at that point I wasn't really sure what that was. And so I joined our family business and basically went on for many years to start several different businesses with my dad, um, all in kind of the tech field. So this will totally date me, but that's okay. Um, we started out with pagers and then, you know, kind of moved in with the different technology into cell phones and um, did like a low voltage wiring company and alarm company. Um, so that's kind of how I got my start. It was, was really because of my dad and, and then being able to kind of with him start businesses. But, um, you know, I, I kind of got that itch um, at one point. I think it was probably about 2010-ish. I started getting an itch of like, okay, it's time to like go off on your own and start something totally different and totally separate with even more freedom. Um, but I didn't know what that looked like. Right. So I was like, okay, I have the desire and now I'm open to what that looks like. And it wasn't, you know, anything like stressful. It wasn't like, oh, I've got to find this, you know, ASAP or anything like that. So I think that was really neat because it kind of, it, it, I allowed it to kind of unfold and different opportunities keep kept presenting themselves to me. And, um, you know, I started taking, well, I got involved with a network marketing company and then I took an online business class which kind of led into coaching because I hired my first coach. And then I realized, wait a minute, I think actually I want to do coaching. And um, I ended up actually signing up for a coaching certification program. So that's kind of how it got like my feet wet, even in the, the coaching world. I love how you were like, this is going to date me. Um, it's starting mm -hmm. with pagers. <laughs> I'm thinking of all oh, yeah. the girls here are like, Oh my gosh, what's a pager? <laughs> I know. I know. It's, you know, but that it's probably like in some museum and now, you know, like a pager. Yeah, no, but that's amazing. So then when you started your own business, did you kind of know exactly what you were going to do or was it more, <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, <laughs> so trial it. So tell me about that. What was it like when you first started? You know, what do they say? Like you make plans and God laughs. Like, I think this was totally him laughing at me. Like, I'm going to show you little girl. Um, so I had like this great plan. So I was going to start my coaching certification program and then it was a year long program. So I figured, okay, I'll get my business off the ground, like start coaching clients. And then maybe in like two or three years, I'll, you know, get out of our retail business and go full time in coaching. So that was my plan. Mm -hmm. So, um, in November of, so basically November before I was supposed to start my coaching certification program, we got an offer on our 12 retail stores that we absolutely could not pass up. Um, and basically the guy wanted them for Black Friday. So we sold 12 stores, 75 employees transitioned in 10 days. Oh, wow. Right. So we helped him through the holidays. I mean, obviously we got him all set up and stuff. And so then came Jan or then came December and it was like, okay, what am I going to do? And so they wanted to interview, you know, and see if I wanted to come on board and work with them. And I was like, mm, okay, you know, like, I'll just see what it looks like. Right. So I remember sitting in the car. Um, I had to write up a resume. I'm like, I have not like in college, I wrote up a resume. Right. So I'm like, this has been a long time. So I'm sitting in the, in my car, waiting to go into the office in a suit it, with my resume thinking, this is ridiculous. 
Um, and I just like my whole entire stomach flipped. I felt like sick to my stomach. My neck was turning red. Like I, it actually happens. I can like, it actually happens when I even just tell this story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, no, this is not it. It like, this is not what I meant to do, but I went in and did the, the interview and stuff. But I felt like that was God, like tapping me on the shoulder going like, Hey, you know, this is your opportunity. Like it's time to leap. And so, um, that's what I did. Like I sold my home. Um, I, you know, basically went full in with the coaching business in January. Like I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) Um, I mean, obviously I'd had quite a bit of experience in building businesses and sales and stuff. And, you know, I just had to have the faith that it was going to work out. And, um, you know, at that same time, I also had a lot of life happening. Um, I was married at the time and we were going through a lot of um, rough times. My ex-husband is an alcoholic. And so he was actually in rehab when all this was happening. And so that was also like, I had no idea what was happening with my marriage. Like I had no idea what was happening with my business. I was selling my home, like everything was kind of up in the air. So that's why I think I laugh, completely laugh. Cause I'm like, no, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. There are so many questions I can ask you from that one thing. And I can, I'm picturing you sitting in the car after all of these years working for a family business and then imagining going in to interview for a job that you've probably held and, and what that would have been like. Mm-hmm. And also just even thinking, you know, how much transition was happening for you? Like, what did you feel? Like, what was going through your mind in that, like, maybe span of a couple of months? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely a whirlwind. And I had, you know, I'm always doing personal development. I think it's so important. And it prepares you for times like this. And I'm not going to say it was always easy. But I had created a community around me that was really supporting me in you know, whatever my decision was, which was nice, you know, it wasn't like they were trying to tell me one way or another, um, and supporting me, you know, in what was going on in my personal life. And, you know, I was, I was in counseling, like I was in a recovery group. Like there was a lot of things that I was doing to make sure that I didn't totally spin out of control, because I think that would have been really possible had I not kind of had those pieces in place. And, you know, it was a real test of my faith because I'm like, a lot of questions, you know, were going through my head, like, why is this happening? Like, why is my marriage falling apart? And, you know, I wasn't, I'm not prepared and I don't feel ready. And I, I'm a planner. Like I wanted to have things, you know, set up differently. And I just kind of had to surrender like, Hey God, like whatever you want me to do, like it's all going to work out. And it's worked out so much better than I could have ever imagined. And that's the amazing part. Like I ended up moving to Austin which is where I went to college and I love this city so much and I'm so happy to be here and I've created an amazing community here and had so much growth and opportunities and experiences and you know I've been running my coaching business now for 4 years and it's been amazing. So I mean everything turned out but of course you know I didn't know that at the time but I just kind of had the faith that I'd land on my feet and um that it would work out. whichever way it was supposed to, you know? Right. So what was that, that kind of timeline for you? Like you, you started your coaching business, but that you hadn't moved yet. You were still in, yeah. and then you moved to Austin and Mm -hmm. 
how long did it take you to start actually really seeing the momentum take off? Yeah. So I, so I lived in Houston for, um, about 11 months after I started my coaching business and then moved to Austin, um, because the coaching certification program I was in, we were doing a lot of traveling. So I was like, you know what, I'm not going to make, you know, they said like, don't make big decisions like the first year, you know, of, of things. So, um, so it was like a year. And then, so as far as how long, how long it took my business to take off, it's interesting because I would say like the first maybe six months. So maybe it took me till like June to kind of get the foundations in place and kind of learn what I was doing. You know, I started doing like free coaching and, and things like that. So I would say in June, things kind of started to pick up and really started to, to bring on a client load. Um, and then I've had so many transitions, you know, I started out in my coaching business as a sales coach and then kind of transitioned from there into really kind of more of a business strategist and kind of taking like the holistic view of a business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Which I was just actually thinking about how many business strategists I've now had on the podcast. I apparently am drawn to them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is so surprising to me because I'm just thinking about like, I've had a few on just in the past couple months. Um, so tell me what have your life experiences? So you talked about, you know, working with your family business and then you talked about having a huge change, going through a divorce, all of those things. What have your life experiences taught you about having courage? Yeah. So I think, you know, it's really taught me that I just have to have the courage to take the next step and I don't have to have it all figured out. I don't have to have it all planned out and that my faith is going to, to take me on that journey. And what I mean by that is that, you know, if I stay in fear, cause I kind of feel like fear is the opposite of courage. And if I stay in fear, then, you know, I'm playing small and I'm not really going out there and making things happen. And, you know, I think about what would have happened if I didn't make the decisions that I've made in, in the journey that I've shared with you today. And I'm like, I would be in a miserable job, probably in a miserable marriage. You know, what would my health look like? You know, what would my friendships look like? And so I've just got to always look towards, you know, kind of look forward, learn from the past, learn from my past experiences, but look forward and just know that I've just got to take that next step. And I think that's, you know, that's really the lessons that I continue to take with me. You know, I'm imagining someone listening to this right now, thinking about how you have a plan for your life and all of a sudden everything about the plan unravels. And that is almost what I can imagine having happen to you in that place. And you have two options. You know, you either keep going or Mm -hmm. you kind of, you know, lay in your bed, pull the covers over your head and like, you know, I'm never coming out of here. How were you able to do that? Like you said, you, you had your faith, but like, how did you muster up that every day to keep going? Yeah. Well, I really do feel like, you know, what doesn't kill you is going to make you stronger. And I always know that there's a purpose for everything that I'm going through. And I've seen that purpose time and time again, um, for what I went through and the way that I've been able to connect with others on that experience. And I've been able to share my, you know, my experience with them to make a difference. So, 
you know, I think it really is a matter of just, you know, your, your question kind of, it brings up a lot of things that I could talk about, but I mean, the community is part of it. And just knowing that, you know, once you get to the other side, you know, things are going to be much different. Mm -hmm. But when you're there, do you, do you feel that? Do you know that? Or do you just like, what's the sense that you can keep going? No, I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, I think you, I think I knew that it wasn't going to be like this forever, right? I mean, I am always solution seeking. So I'm always looking for ways to um, either make the situation better or to fix the situation or to know what I need to do because sometimes it's nothing, mm -hmm. you know, right? So sometimes it's like, okay, there is nothing you can do to fix this, this situation and it's time to let it go or it's time to let it rest and the solution will present itself. Um, but I think, again, the foundation is having a supportive community. It, you know, for me, it's family and friends that I can talk to and that aren't going to let me, you know, lock my door and, you know, stay in my bed for a week, right? It's like, you know, they're going to make sure that, that I'm coming out. They made sure that, you know, I was, um, you know, moving forward. And I also look at it as, as, you know, being a leader and, you know, whether it's to my friends or to my godchildren or, you know, to people that are watching, like, I want to, I want to be that strong person. And, and sometimes strong does mean being very vulnerable. It doesn't mean that I've always got to be the rock and have it all together. And that vulnerability um, was a huge lesson for me during that experience, because at first I didn't want to tell anybody what was going on. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't want anyone to know that I was having problems in my marriage. Um, but I had to, because if I didn't, it was going to break me. Mm -hmm. And so it got to that point where it's like, okay, I have to tell you what's going on. Like, I can't do this by myself anymore. So how are you, I don't know if how are you different now than you were then? Um, well, I think the vulnerability piece is a big, is a big lesson that I learned that I don't always have to have it all together. And it, you know, it really taught me to ask people for help because like, I love to help people and it makes me really happy when people ask for help. So, you know, if I'm able to do that and ask other people for help, that, that also is making a difference. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm much better about boundaries. That was one thing that I learned a lot is creating healthy boundaries and what that looks like um, in all relationships. And that was also really helpful in even just creating my, you know, coaching business and what that looks like with clients, but also with friends. And, you know, also as, you know, somebody that does love to give back, like what are the boundaries as far as like, how much am I willing to give back? And, you know, really kind of, um, being able to protect my needs and my desires and, um, you know, just being smarter about some of the decisions that I make, not that I, I still make mistakes. I still make, you know, decisions. Um, it, you know, I don't even want to say incorrectly, but you know, I still, I'm still a work in progress. So, um, you know, I think those were some of the top things just in that kind of time frame if we look at it in that aspect. I think when I turned 40 was, kind of a pivotal time in my life where I started realizing that I didn't have everything together. And as much as I wanted to project into the world that I did, that vulnerability about not being perfect really was the huge realization I started to come into myself 
And I feel like for women, they get to a place in their life where they feel that way, where it's like you, you spend so much time becoming someone that all of a sudden either something happens in your life or you get to this place where things have to change. And all of a sudden you realize you don't have to have it all together. Oh my gosh, that's so true. And I also just turned 40 this past summer. So I think there's definitely something to be said about that age. It, it, I know it's it's funny, you know, like I remember thinking that um, I'm like, well, what could be possibly different between 39 and 40? Um, <laughs> right. And I've realized so much more now. Um, like I turned, I think I turned 43 this year, <laughs> which is really <laughs> terrible that I don't know my age. Um, I think I'm 43. But I've, I've started to realize that that vulnerability piece and the, the fact that I am actually not perfect and I don't have to be perfect and I don't have to solve all those problems for myself or for others mm-hmm. really gave me a sense of freedom that I did not have. And, I, and it's also kind of let me a little bit off the hook in you know, trying to figure everything out and having everything together. And I find the more I've done that, the more women I encounter who are doing that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing is like, our stories can look different or our situations can look different, but at the core of it, it's, it's the same. Yeah. Now that you kind of are on the other side, what would you say you're most willing to fight for? So I would say it all comes down to freedom. Um, you know, even in, you know, feeling free in a relationship, feeling free in, you know, a career choice, but then that comes down to, to the work that I do as far as like with, um, the CASA program that I'm involved in, you know, and that's with children, you know, having that freedom to be able to be kids, um, with women, you know, being able to not be constrained by time or money. Um, you know, not to have to make decisions because they can't afford it or not to make decisions because they don't have the time to do it. And so um, to me, I want to fight for freedom and whatever that looks like to somebody, because, you know, it can look different to each of us. Mm -hmm. And how are you doing that? Like in a practical level, like just things that you do in your own life? I think living it, you know, being an example, and again, I don't do it perfectly, um, but, you know, being able to create a business that allows me that, that ability to travel. I make my family and friends a huge priority in my life. So I make sure that I, you know, go and see them and I spend time with them. And, you know, I have the capability of having people come and see me. And, and typically, you know, it's not like, oh, I got to ask my boss off for that day so I can be with you. It's like, okay, I'll make my schedule work so you can come whenever. Um, and then it's also about, you know, using my voice and sharing again, the charities that I give back to and the, you know, the things that I'm able to do because of the freedoms that I have. And, um, you know, even with the work that I do, like with the mission trip that I went on, you know, being able to really see that other people in the world don't live like we do, you know, they don't have the same freedoms to be able to share their faith, to be able to create businesses, to be able to you know, use social media to be an influencer. And so I don't take any of those lightly. And every time that I'm able to have an experience like going to Nepal or traveling, you know, anywhere in the world, um, it just reminds me of how blessed we really are and then how important it is that we're really grateful for that. And so again, you know, it's just me having that self-awareness and then being able to share that with others, I think is is the best way that I can um, help others to see what's possible 
And then if they want to have somebody help them with that, then they know that I'm there to help them walk, walk through that or walk them step-by-step through that. Mm -hmm. What was it like to be in Nepal and kind of so remote and not be doing your business? You know, I had such a big mission when I was over there um, that I really let the business go when I was there. I had I had systems in place. I had sales funnels going and emails going out to my community. And I had my assistant checking to make sure if anything went wrong. I didn't think about it, to be honest. Um, I really, I was very mindful to be where I was at, you know, to really take in that experience, to really be with the, the people of Nepal. And then also with the, the people that I went with, because I didn't know them either. So I was creating new relationships and, you know, learning their stories and, and, you know, being able to experience what we were doing together. Um, I'm not going to say I never thought about my business, but for the most part, I really tried to, you know, release it because I didn't have cell phone coverage. I didn't have Wi-Fi. like there was nothing I could do about it. So it was kind of pointless and even worrying about it. So you were saying to me just before we actually started recording today about how you're still like processing through everything that happened mm. while you're on your trip. Mm. Is there like something that maybe stands out to you that has really shifted you now? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, there's so much. And I've just been back a couple weeks now and yeah, I think there's so much more to uncover, but I think, you know, the biggest piece to me was so we went on a mission trip um, to share the gospel and it's illegal to evangelize in Nepal. And what I really realized with an encounter that we had there was there are men and women there that are willing to share their faith and to share the gospel, no matter what the, the consequences and the consequences for them are to be in jail for five to 10 years and up to a $50,000 fine, which is a huge amount of money. I mean, in general, but in Nepal, even more so. And so it just makes me like, it makes me embarrassed to be honest that I don't share my faith more um, courageously, um, that I you know, worry about what other people think um, with my faith or in general, right? It's like, we completely have freedom here in the United States. Um, in Canada. I mean, like, you know, we're not in a remote village of Nepal and, um, you know, just to be really grateful for what I do have, um, that they live so simply and they're so grateful for what they have and they're willing to give you everything. Mm -hmm. Like I would walk up to these homes and they, they have nothing. Like they have maybe the dinner they're going to eat that night, maybe. And they're like, do you want something to eat? You know, have you eaten lunch? Like they don't even know me and they're willing to give it to me. And I just don't, I don't do that myself. And I don't see Americans do that. And so to me, that's a huge lesson and a huge reminder of, you know, how much we have and how much bigger of a difference I can make. So I think it's just fueling um, the journey that I'm already on in, in even a bigger way. So if there was a woman that you were going to chat with and she was going to say to you, okay, I want to be more socially conscious. I want to uh, be able to give out of the business I'm doing or even have real purpose in my journey. How would you tell them to, they would go about that? 
Well, th I think it first starts, what are they passionate about? Like what causes or, you know, who, who do they want to serve? I think that's super important because you've got to be connected to that. And I think a lot of people, that's where they, um, they don't know what that is. So they don't do anything, right? Because they're not passionate about, you know, saving the whales or they're not passionate about helping people have clean water. But if you dig and you understand like, okay, well, maybe you're passionate about helping, you know, women and children not be in, you know, slavery. Like, and if you really understand that and do the research and understand what's happening, you're going to get fired up and you're going to be passionate about it. And you're going to want to help both with your time and your money. Or maybe there's a local, you know, charity um, in your town that you could actually go to and you could actually be, you know, connected with the people there. And, you know, to me, that was one of the big reasons I started my podcast, because I think that is a problem. People want to give back, but they don't know how. And so it's about like talking to different people about what charities do they believe in? What organizations do they give back to just to make people more aware? I mean, there's millions of charities out there, but if you're not um, connected to it, then it's, you're not going to feel as passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I was just having a conversation with the mastermind group just this past weekend about this exact topic, getting involved in um, just different organizations or different causes. And so many young women or young entrepreneurs are in a place in their life where they want to have meaning behind what they're doing. So marrying those two things, marrying a cause or a belief and being able to make money is super important. And so I think that finding out what you want to, to serve or finding out who you want to serve, I think is super important. How, how would they go about actually making that a part of their business? Mm. So there's so many different ways. Um, you know, for me, I love to get my clients involved. And so I like for different programs or different products that I sell, I will connect it to a certain charity and I'll make sure they know. So I'll put it on the sales page or we'll talk about it. Like a portion of your um, monthly fee is going to X, Y, and Z charity. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm practicing what I preach, right? So they're seeing how I'm doing it. You know, I've had clients, um, you know, they'll do like a free challenge, um, you know, in their business. And instead of charging people, they'll, you know, they'll encourage people to give back to a certain charity, right? So they'll say, okay, if you got value out of this challenge, you know, I want to encourage you to give back to, you know, XYZ charity. Um, so I think there's different ways that you can really kind of do it. You know, if you have a certain product, maybe hundred percent of the proceeds from that particular product go to a certain charity. Um, you know, also, you know, there's charities that need skill sets, right? So if you are a photographer or a graphic designer, um, you know, you could give your services to a local charity. Maybe you ask, you know, you ask them to redo their website or you ask them to take pictures for them or something like that. So, I mean, there's a lot of different ways. And sometimes it's just a matter of like going to the charity and asking what they need or getting involved to know even what questions to ask. Mm -hmm. No, that's amazing. Because I think a lot of times we underestimate what we have to offer, which mm -hmm. could be, you know, in terms of time or talent, gift sets. And I think those are amazing ideas. And being able to connect the, the two of them together, because I think mm -hmm. we are really headed into 
uh, a time where people are only going to probably do business with people who are involved with giving back. Yeah, I, I hope so. I, th- I mean, I, I know that I definitely look for that and that makes a big difference in my buying decisions um, because I want my money to go further than just the company that I'm spending it with, you know? Right. So, and I think it's a matter too of using our influence to share this, just like you are on this podcast by asking these questions, by having these conversations, you know, we have um, social media platforms that we can be sharing what we're doing on. Um, And, you know, all those small ways add up, you know, and that's the thing I think a lot of people think, well, I don't have hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars to give. So what's the point? And, you know, again, even, I mean, I knew this before intellectually, obviously, but, you know, just knowing how far a dollar can go overseas, you know, in other countries when it's spent wisely, it can make a huge difference. Even if it's a, even if in our minds, it's a quote unquote, small amount, Mm -hmm. anything will mm-hmm. make a huge difference. Yep. Yeah, I just had some friends who returned from a trip overseas and they um, have an organization that they run here um, with uh, anti-trafficking. And just hearing for them what it's like in overseas versus Canada mm-hmm. and how much you need is even so different. Mm-hmm. You can sow so much more there than even what we have here. And and that's amazing to me, but anything that we can do and we can give will help towards, you know, that cause. So that's, that's amazing. Absolutely. What, if I was going to ask you, what in life will you regret not having done? Mm. So I don't really believe in regrets um, because I think it's kind of a worthless feeling. Um, I think it's more about learning from your, um, you know, experiences, but I think if I was going to say at the end of my life, what I would regret would be, um, playing it too safe or too small, right? So if I don't take those chances, I don't, you know, um, step into things that may be scary. Um, I think that's what I would regret. Mm -hmm. So you're a risk taker. Absolutely. That's awesome. I love that. That's probably why I'm drawn to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't, I don't see, you know, what's the worst thing that's going to happen. Right. I mean, death and that's in my eyes, not that bad. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I just, I feel like why not, you know, I mean, obviously they're calculated risk. I'm not out there like, you know, driving a hundred miles per hour down the street drunk on the wrong side of the road. Like I'm not doing, you know, stupid stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, risks that it's put taking me outside of my comfort zone. Cause that's typically what, you know, it really is fearful, right? It's cause we don't, it's maybe the unknown or, um, the fear of failure or the fear of losing something, you know, those are things that typically would hold somebody back and, you know, and keep you small, right. Keep us playing small. Mm-hmm. I hear that a lot now. And can you explain that, that just even that phrase, like, what is it like if you are playing small versus not playing small? Yeah. So I think, you know, and this goes to even, you know, what if I didn't step into my entrepreneurial business, right? And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go work for somebody else and I'm just going to, you know, do it slowly and I'm going to do it on the side Um, rather than being like, you know what, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to, I'm just going to take that risk. I'm going to go big and I'm going to, I'm going to go for it. Or, 
you know, and sharing your message. Like if you, you know, are fearful of sharing your message, like going big to me, I can tell you the opposite, I guess, is like going big to me is like getting on podcasts, doing videos, getting on stages, like talking to people, taking risks, um, you know, because you're risking, you know, people judging you, people saying no to you, people, you know, laughing at you. And so playing it small would be like, I'm just going to sit home and I'll just work with my clients and I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll work off of referrals or I'll, you know, I, you know, just the opposite, like not really putting yourself out there. Mm -hmm. What do you think, what would you think for people, the benefits of, um, putting themselves out there are going to be? Oh my gosh. I mean, I think in every circumstance, it's going to look a little different, but I think it's growth and opportunity and experiences and connections and building relationships. You know, if you play small and you don't really go out there, then you have nothing to lose. Right. But if you're out there and you're connecting with other people and to me, that's joy and laughter and, you know, you never know what's going to be on the other side of that. And I know somebody might be going, well, I'm an introvert. Like, I don't want to go do all that. And I don't want to go to big places. It, it can look different for everybody. You know, my playing big or small is going to look different than somebody else's playing big or small. But um, yeah, I mean, I think there's so much on the other side of that. Mm-hmm. I would encourage anybody to heed that advice that even if it seems like it's not as big as someone else, just do it. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. start there. Yeah. And the comparison game does nobody any good. Right. So it's not about like comparing what like somebody else does. Cause I could think like, you know, I'm never going to do X, Y, or Z, or I don't have a, you know, an Oprah Winfrey kind of platform. Well, that, that doesn't matter. I've got what I've got and it's more than one. So, you know, the power of one is pretty important. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I a hundred percent agree with you because I think too often we get caught up in looking at what other people are doing, even our friends. Mm. And it can be really, really um, a tough place to be because we can get really caught up in that and it will actually impede our progress. And it will stop us from doing those things that we are called to do ourselves because we're comparing, well, what's that person doing? And maybe I should be doing that or maybe I shouldn't be doing that because they're not doing it. And, and so I think really having discernment or wisdom is really key in knowing, okay, this is how I'm going to step out. This is how I'm going to get out of the comfort zone. This is the thing that I'm supposed to do. So I love that. What message do you have to share that will impact the, the lives of others? Yeah. So I, you know, I think it kind of comes down to everything we've been talking about today, right? Like I really believe, and my message is that, you know, if you have a desire on your heart, you know, whether it's to travel around the world or start a business, or maybe it's to, you know, go to that networking event or ask somebody on a date, you know, it can be, um, you know, smaller kind of decisions that there is a reason that it's there and that we need to take the chance to um, step out of our comfort zone and to, to step into that. And, you know, I really, I believe, you know, we've got one life to live here and we really can't make the, the difference that we're meant to make if we're not living a fulfilled life. So, you know, to me, if something's not working in your life, um, be a salute, a solution seeker 
and find a way to fix it. You know, find a way to make it better. Um, even if it's something that you're going through a difficult time, you know, um, because obviously life is not perfect. Um, and so that's what I would just encourage people is like really to get clear on what it is their desires are and to tune into what, you know, their purpose is, and then to make those steps, even if they're small steps, um, you know, and to have that big vision, but start taking those small steps to, to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Great advice. It reminds me of Marie Forleo. She says, everything is figure outable. Yes. hundred percent. And that to me was like, oh, I just have to use my resources and I have to come up with a solution. And I think that if people really understood that they can come up with a solution to some of these things, it would set them free. Mm-hmm. to do. And and that they don't always like, then that's the thing too, is like, I don't always have to have the solution, but if I'm willing to be vulnerable and share what's going on with, you know, with my life, with others and be open to other possibilities, sometimes somebody else can have that one word, that one suggestion, that one idea that can make all the difference. So I don't have to have all the answers inside of me. And sometimes that looks like reading a book or listening to a podcast, like, you know, I think as long as you're open and willing to hear um, and listen and then take action, you know, I think like, yeah, like, you know, anything's possible. Mm-hmm. You like, I hit the nail on the head there with the being open part. Cause I have often conversations with people that I can tell right off the bat, okay, this person is not coachable. Like they don't want to hear anything else other than what they want to do. And there's such a difference between whether or not you're open to receiving that kind of feedback and being vulnerable and saying, you know, I know that I don't know everything, so I need to ask someone else and I need to position myself in a place where I'm going to learn from them and that they might have something that is going to unlock that door for me. So I love that you said to be open and and just to kind of be available to that because i think if we were more open to that we would see ourselves really flourish and have more creativity and really really grow faster because we're not trying to do everything ourselves yeah because there's yeah absolutely because there's no reason to do it all yourself like it just doesn't even make sense no no i wish more people knew that though oh that's hopefully we're sharing that with them and this will make a difference for some people. I hope, I sure hope so. So Carrie, tell me where can people find you if they are looking to connect with you? Where are you on social media? Yeah. So I hang out on both Facebook and Instagram. And, uh, like we said, I, I love video. So I'm doing live videos and Instagram stories. Um, and then if you want kind of the official, um, you know, details and stuff, you can find me on my website, which is kerryshepherd.com. Awesome. I really appreciate all of your wisdom and everything that you shared with us today. I think it's going to be so helpful for people. So thank you so much for being on the courage cast. Thank you for having me. This was a great conversation and I hope it makes a difference for a lot of people. Carrie Shepard is definitely not playing small, and I'm so thankful that she was a guest here today on the Courage Cast. It was so inspiring and encouraging to hear how she has found ways to really give back with her business and encourages other women to be creative about how they can use their gifts, their talents, and their abilities to reach beyond what they're doing and affect so many other people 
within their community. And if you want to connect with Carrie, then head over to thecouragecast.com and all of her details and the show notes will be available for you. Until next time, remember, you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. The Courage Cast is produced by Stephen Crilly.